Welcome to Rise and Thrive, a segment of the Unyielded Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Kaler. These short segments are meant to be fuel for you, for your week, and for your life. If you are finding value in these, and if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves, and it's this, I'll be happy when. Before diving into this, I want to say that nearly every high achiever that I've ever coached, and I've coached a lot of them over the years, has fallen prey to this trap. And make no mistake, it is a trap. It keeps us stuck. But more about that in just a few minutes. Let's first look at why this happens. And it happens because we are achievement-oriented. We are good at sacrificing the short term for long term gain. This is why we can set a goal and we can hit it, even when the work is hard. Unfortunately, it leads us to put our happiness on hold. Our happiness becomes a hostage of someday. And the problem is that someday doesn't show up on our calendars. Now, here are some variations of the things that we tell ourselves that are that are in line with this particular lie. So it's the I'll be happy when things will be better when. I'll feel successful when. I'll feel good about myself when. There are a whole host of things that come after the when. And probably as I was saying some of those, it, you know, some of those maybe even popped into your head. But the pattern and the damage that those statements make is a constant. Now, when you think about it and you take a closer look, we are essentially holding our happiness hostage. So by defining our happiness only through goals and outcomes, we have attached our happiness to achieving that outcome. We we're Essentially, we are refusing to be happy until the problem is solved or the achievement is complete. Then, when we finally do hit the goal, what we usually feel is relief. It's not true happiness. And that feeling is fleeting. And actually, researchers call that uh, negative happiness. So that's why we feel like we are always moving the goalpost on ourselves. I've seen this a lot over the years, and what I've noticed, and what I've noticed when I've researched this, is that as a high achiever, we tend to motivate ourselves by sort of withholding praise for ourselves until we hit our outcomes. We mistakenly think that this is motivating, or we worry that if, we, if we're not hard on ourselves, we might become complacent and backslide. And trust me, I understand it. I've treated myself this way too. But the problem is that we are actually hurting our performance, not to mention our happiness over the long haul. Sometimes we can see a short-term game, but gain, but it's not sustainable. That's, and that's not me talking. Neuroscientists have studied this and they've proven it to be true. So that begs the question, how does it hurt us? When we do this, as I've described above, we are choosing fear and anxiety to motivate us. Neuroscience has shown that these types of quote unquote negative emotions reduce our creativity and our optimism. And those are the very superpowers that we need in order to find solutions, create strategies, solve problems, and see new possibilities. So we're taking away the very superpower that we need the most. If this trap sounds familiar, what can you do? Here are five proven strategies. And there are more than these, but these, you know, than these five, but these will get you off to a great start. So the first strategy, set approach goals, not avoid goals. Essentially, Does the goal that you have, that you have set, does it help you approach something desirable 
rather than avoid something negative. Approach goals have been proven to be far more effective and they lead to higher levels of happiness and achievement. Strategy number two, set activity-based goals, not outcome-based goals. The problem with outcome-based goals is that the science has shown that once we hit the desired outcome, we quickly adapt to that new outcome. Its happiness is very short-lived, remarkably short-lived. For example, classic example, a raise in salary is only a raise for 30 days before we stop thinking of it as a raise, and it's merely our salary. Activity-based goals allow us to focus on and enjoy the process because it allows us to experience and conquer new challenges and opportunities and to grow. Researchers have proven that activity-based goals provide far more happiness than outcome-based goals. And it's not just happiness. Once again, it's also achievement. So these, you know, it's, it's not one or the other. Strategy number three, reduce attachment to outcomes in your personal life. Now this is counterintuitive. But the more you let go of the outcome and you focus on the process and being your best as a leader of, your, of yourself or for your life or for others in your life, the better outcomes you'll produce. Strategy number four, and this is a big one that I've seen people get tripped up on, but don't chart your success path as a tightrope, right? Sometimes like the, the, the margin between success and failure is so incredibly thin that the slightest bump throws us off. So define your goals to set direction and see progress, but leave some margin and some slack so that you can see progress and adjust if necessary. And think about it this way, uh, tight ropes are scary places. So let's give ourselves some margin. And finally, strategy number five, define your aspirations with enough of the right detail. Include your vision as much as of it as you have, and don't worry if you don't have the whole thing, but, but define it or in, you know, include the context and the feelings you want to have and, and the feelings that you want those around you to have as well. These strategies will help you increase your sense of peace and confidence that you are clear on intentions, that you're making progress, and enjoying it along the way with the people that you love. We know this from, from science and from observing our own clients and ourselves. I hope this helps and that you'll try these out and let me know how it goes. That wraps up today's episode. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and for listening. And to all of you managers out there who have this resource, who have you know provided this resource to your teams, thank you so much for doing that. I hope it's helping a lot of people. Until next week, no matter what happens this week, make sure that you rise and thrive.